I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Catherine Baker, a professor of health economics at the Harvard School of Public Health. Dr. Baker has co-authored a perspective article on coordination versus competition in U.S. healthcare after the Affordable Care Act. Dr. Baker, you describe healthcare reforms designed to increase coordination among healthcare provider organizations and reforms designed to increase competition, and those two things may undercut one another. So I have two questions. Would it be better or even possible to choose one direction or the other? And to what extent are we trying to adjust this balance because it's politically impossible to completely dismantle the mixed system that's in place in the United States? Thanks for giving me the chance to talk about this study. I do think there's a trade-off between competition and coordination in policies that are designed to improve the value and quality of care for U.S. health consumers. And the right answer probably involves a balancing act between those two forces rather than making one the priority at the expense of the other. For example, coordination is essential for delivering high-quality care consistently to patients. But competition is necessary for innovation and driving towards higher value. And ignoring either one of those goals means that American patients won't be getting the high-quality care at an affordable price that we'd like to see the system consistently deliver. As for whether that balance is necessitated because of the mixed system we have in the U.S., in some ways those are two separate factors, but the fact that we have so many different payers in the U.S. between Medicare and Medicaid and private insurance purchased through employers versus on the individual market All of those competing payers, I think, just raised the stakes for ensuring that public policies take that balance between competition and coordination into account. If policymakers don't consider the effects of those regulatory, legal, legislative environment choices on all of the different payers, they may generate a system that achieves neither goal by propagating regulations or policies that are acting at odds across different markets even though the same providers are serving the same patients throughout the system. There's been some concern that coordination may raise the prospect of antitrust violations. To what extent do you think this is a risk? I think it is a risk, but not one that can't be mitigated. There are some types of coordination that pose much less of a risk for anti-competitive behavior that might drive up prices. In general, I think regulators are less concerned about vertical integration than they are horizontal integration. And by that, I mean vertical integration is about combining different types of services into one set of providers or one entity, whereas horizontal integration is about consolidating a group of providers or hospitals or entities that are providing the same kinds of services. And that tends to be at higher risk of anti-competitiveness that might raise prices. So the first question is, is integration really necessary for coordination? And in some cases, the answer may be no. Different entities may be able to coordinate their healthcare services without necessarily integrating into the same legal entity. On the other hand, a lot of the policies that promote coordination also promote integration, either inadvertently or on purpose. And that's where I think we have to keep a particular eye on the effects, not only on the quantity and quality of care delivered, but the price at which that care will be delivered. And that's both on the provider side and the insurer side. How have other healthcare systems balanced coordination and competition? Well, in so many ways, the U.S. healthcare system is unique in the world. 
But one thing that I think is worth noting is that competition is one of the major drivers of innovation, and the U.S. healthcare system delivers a different kind of innovation than we might see in other systems, and that's something that we want to preserve while thinking about promoting coordination. So the Balancing Act needs to take into account not only value of the current set of services that are delivered, but the effects on innovation to develop new technologies, new insurance products, new medicines. We want to be sure that we don't stifle the practice of medicine in the future while we're trying to manage for high-value care today. You mentioned that well-implemented health information technology is a possible win-win opportunity that can enhance both competition and coordination. So are there any other win-wins? I think promoting competition among insurers to deliver products that consumers can choose based on what their own health needs are likely improves competition without harming coordination. Similarly, better information about quality ought to improve both coordination and competition as long as that quality information is available to consumers in a way that they can use at the time when they're patients in need of care. In your article, you focus on provider organizations, but we've talked a bit here about payers as well. The new health insurance exchanges have certain bottom-line government-defined rules, but they are designed to provide consumers with choices. So do they strike the right balance between coordination and competition? I think there's great hope that health insurance exchanges allow patients to choose insurance products that match their needs the best and promote insurers to get the best value from providers that they can. So I think that's a great opportunity to improve the coordination of high-value care and the delivery of high-value services in a competitive system. The risk there is that as insurers try to drive premiums down by selective contracting, they implement many different insurance policies that make it hard for providers to react to a unified set of incentives. So I do think that there's a need to help coordinate what insurers are doing through exchanges so that providers are getting a uniform or at least a coordinated, compatible set of messages about how to drive higher quality care for enrollees. So I think that's a great opportunity to work on that balancing act. Massachusetts, which has implemented health care reform considerably earlier than the rest of the country, has also looked at this balance between coordination and competition. How has that played out? Massachusetts is doing a lot of innovative experiments in lining up incentives for insurers to deliver high-value products and for patients and providers to choose higher-value services. And some of that is seen in examples like the alternative quality contract that's supposed to line up incentives for providers to deliver high-quality care across a range of insurers in the health insurance exchange that we saw implemented before the ACA exchanges are going to come online, in other bundled payment initiatives that are being explored through the GIC or other entities in Massachusetts, I think there will be a lot of information about how well those payment reforms play out in the system to drive towards higher value care. And Massachusetts in this way as well will also be a bellwether for the nation. Have there been coordination competition struggles in other sectors of the economy that you think might provide useful lessons here? Of course, whenever you make analogies to other sectors, people correctly point out that healthcare is different in many important dimensions. That said, I think it's instructive to look at something like the experience of 
computer software or hardware where the users of that software clearly benefit from having different software products that coordinate with each other seamlessly so that you can use them together as a suite of products to achieve the ends you're trying to achieve with your computer. On the other hand, there's clearly a great risk of anti-competitive behavior that drives prices up for the consumers or the end users, and that balancing act is clearly something that regulatory authorities have struggled with in that industry. So even though it's not exactly analogous, I think it does give us some insights into the importance of seamless integration balanced against flexibility across platforms, making sure that consumers have different choices of platforms so that no one entity can corner the market and drive up prices. Thank you, Dr. Baker.